Welcome to Uplifting Women podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Welcome to this episode of Uplifting Women podcast. This is Kristen Strunk, and I'm here with my co-host, Holly Tesca. And we are really excited to have Anne Visser here with us today. For over 20 years, Anne has been equipping individuals and organizations to communicate in a way that aligns with their values so that they can lead their families and their teams into a better life. She's a certified Maxwell Leadership Coach, speaker, and trainer at her company, For Better Forever. Anne has spoken to diverse audiences, including marginalized women, married couples, businesswomen, business leaders, students, churches, staff and addicts at recovery centers, and local and international students through Transformation Paraguay and Panama. Fun fact, she has been married to her high school sweetheart for 43 years, where they have been on a farm in beautiful Prince Edward Island, and they have five married children and 11 grandchildren. And welcome to today's show. We really appreciate that you're here with us. Thank you so much, Holly and Kristen. It's a pleasure to be here on the Uplifting Women podcast, and I can't wait to get started here. Wonderful. So we really like to start by asking you to share with our listeners your story and how you got to where you are doing what you're doing. Sure. And one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about equipping others to communicate in a way that aligns their values is because of our struggles and because of the struggles that we've had in our own marriage, but we didn't start out that way. (laughs) I was 15 and I chased this young man (laughs) shamelessly chased him. I just wanted a date. Just I just wanted a date. But three years later, uh, we married and we were just head over heels in love. And I still remember the photographer said to us on that day, I've never seen a couple look at each other the way the two of you look at each other. Oh, that's so Crazy. sweet. Crazy. <laughs> I love it. So sweet. And then one month after we were married, I was pregnant and very sick on the couch, just really sick. And then fast forward and we had five children in six years. I just like that to land for a moment because there's a whole lot of implications in the midst of that five kids in six years. Busy home life. But then my my husband was new to farming 
And he often came home frustrated and worked very long, crazy hours. He still does. (laughs) So we had this busy farm life and then we had this busy family life. But so those were kind of external pressures, but then we had these internal pressures. We were not communicating. We were not fighting on. I think there is a good way to fight and there's a, a way to fight that's not helpful. We were avoiding conflict and that's not helpful either. We came to learn, but didn't know that was not good for us. And so we had this distance that was growing in our marriage and it was this emotional space. It, my friend calls it a creeping separateness. And I like that description because it snuck up on us. And, but I still remember the night that changed everything for us. It was a pivotal conversation. We were on a date. I I, I said to Holly when, when I met her earlier, I don't know why it always happens on dates, but thinking back, we had five little ones at home. There was no place to talk. In fact, the, our bathroom, our washroom, that was our, our business, our office. And I often said to him, come into the office. Let's talk. <laughs> that is too funny, but I can relate in some ways. <laughs> and then the little fingers, Holly, underneath the door and then the knock on the door. What are you doing in there, mommy? <laughs> We're talking alone, private adult conversation. So here we were on a date and i that's when I said to him, I was at the end of my rope. I can't do this anymore. And I remember the look in his eyes. And he said to me, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't do this anymore? And and I said to him, I can't do marriage like this anymore. I said, we just keep going around and around the same old thing. We're not resolving anything. And I'm so hurt. And I'm so tired. And that conversation, it opened him up. And he started to share his own unhappiness. And I completely missed it. I think because I was so wrapped up in my own pain and looking after five little ones that I missed what was happening for him. But that very honest, open, vulnerable conversation put us on a better path. It was that pivotal conversation that started me on a personal growth journey because I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on in me. And I needed to understand myself better. I needed so much more awareness about what was going on inside of me. But then I needed this whole other set of skills, communication skills and conflict resolution skills. I discovered that I am a, I was a people pleaser. I was a conflict avoider. And he discovered that he was a conflict avoider married to a good man. And so it wasn't toxic but I do believe if we had stayed there longer it could have become toxic because we were not kind to each other but there we discovered so he was on his own journey I was on my journey and we're on a relationship journey together and we discovered that conflict is the it's the doorway to intimacy see and that was huge for me because and for both of us he we neither of us wanted to fight (laughs) so we weren't having those important conversations that we all need to have in order to connect and be good in relationship and so that led us to marriage specialists where we just dove in and started to study and learn the skills and practice the skills and as we applied what we were learning we fell in love again (laughs) and then we looked at each other and we said very early we looked at each other and we said there must be other people out there other couples they want to stay together but they're not happy together because they don't have the skills that they need in order to be good together. And so very quickly, we started to host marriage retreats and, and 
like masterminds for couples and we would bring in specialists. And then eventually we learned and studied enough that we felt comfortable. Okay. We can begin teaching this ourselves. And that led me to become a, a mentor and now a coach to Christian women. Six years ago, I went for the Maxwell training and became a coach for Christian women in particular. I love the journey that a woman goes on as she works on herself and if she's married to a good partner, they will change the steps of the dance because she is, and that will impact their home life and their marriage. And I believe it really impacts her personal and professional life as well. That's so interesting that you approach it that way. What a great story of personal growth and partnership growth and when you think about the um, people that you have worked with or have helped and you, and you mentioned this, the woman going on the personal growth journey. So is that typically what in your work that the woman is looking at this growth opportunity or bringing up maybe something that is painful that might cause a break? in the relationship? Is that happening more often than men bringing it to you? Yes. And that's why I started working with women is because the women were coming and they were pulling their husbands along and they were saying, we need help. And so we were sitting with couples and working through them and spending months trying to convince him that would be a good thing for him to change. (laughs) And I just love that journey that a woman goes on. And I was sharing with Holly, sometimes the woman realizes that she's not married to a kind man, to a, it's toxic. And so I help her work through that journey of walking out of that toxicity, whatever that looks like. Of course, when people come to me, I don't know what this is. And it takes, she knows she's, I believe she's the expert in her life. And I love that journey of exploring that together with her so that she, we can pull out of her though, asking those questions and just having a place to have somebody listen. Oftentimes I don't need to say anything. She knows exactly what her next steps are. She knows exactly what she needs. Although I have many skills and and tools and, and tips in the toolbox to be able to give to a woman, many times just that listening ear and that safe space, that non-judgmental place to be able to say what's on her heart and what's on her mind, a place where she may never had before a place that she feels that it's okay for her to share and bear her heart and share her circumstances without shame, without judgment, gives her a place where she can hear her own voice and maybe for the very first time. And that helps her to discover what is on the inside and what this relationship is and then gives her the ability to think through her way forward and even brainstorm together, okay, Let's come up with some options. I think it's so difficult for us to think outside the box because we don't have those safe spaces to be able to do that and to be able to throw something absolutely ridiculous out onto the table. (laughs) But it's in that midst of finding those options that she finds a good way forward. That's a really great way to say it and visualize that journey 
when you think about it, do you believe that there are reasons that it's taken women specifically this long or to come to a certain age to start to have those conversations or find her own voice? The women in particular that I work with, Kristen, are kind-hearted, agreeable women who they want to smooth over the water. They want to say yes to people. They hate disappointing people. They feel guilt. They feel a lot of guilt. And they, but when, by the time they come to me, they're overwhelmed and they have, they may even have physical symptoms because they're working so hard to make everybody in their life happy. And that's hurting their health, their mental health, their physical health. They're actually sacrificing themselves in order to make the people around them happy. And so I think these are the things for, for my women then what happens is they begin to become resentful over time as they're working so hard to please other people. And they're even like, they're leaving their needs on the table They're They don't even know what their needs are because they haven't had the space to reflect on what those needs are. Not all of them are in toxic relationship, but they've lost themselves and they're on a journey to find themselves again. And in, in your situation, your husband, he was in this for the long haul and he needed to air some of what wasn't working for him as well. And I, I find that it's not as common for men to want to openly do that and get there in a hurry, Right. What's your experience with that? You work primarily with women who come to you and are seeking some advice. You can, the old saying goes, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm -hmm. What's the success rate with getting our male counterparts to open up and start to work on some of these communication issues? Because you're right, a lot of it is just learning how to communicate, how to express your own needs, how to take care of yourself, how to set boundaries. So what's your experience with that? My experience with that is that the success rate is far lower than I want it to be, honestly, Holly. And that I cry every time I hear another relationship is broken up. It just makes me weep. Because it doesn't have to be, and it's because of our own stinking choices that it, it it happens that way when a man chooses to not work on his relationship, when he chooses not to care. That's just the, that's the beginning, right? To value this person that I've committed to. It, and I think I come from a church background and the church has done a great disservice there in in sending a woman back to a toxic place instead of providing her with tools and the ability to be able to, and the support to be able to talk about what's happening and then the support to move forward, whatever that looks like. I'm going to be real honest today and I see less success than I want to see because of the poor choices 
that people make. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's sad. We live in a very disposable society and that's part of it. Marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to, if you're going to get married, you should think of it as committing to a lifelong job. I'm signing up for this job and there's going to be days that I really love this job and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be energized to get up and take on the work. And then there are going to be days where I just want to pull the covers over my head and go back to sleep and pretend it's not here. Sadly, we were talking about this when we spoke earlier, you've been blessed with 43 years of work I would also add to that 43 years of hard work. And I have been blessed with 44 years of a wonderful marriage, which it's had its ups and downs, just like everybody else's. (laughs) But if you don't go into it with the full understanding and commitment that I'm making a promise to this person for life, that doesn't mean when things get tough, I get to bolt because that's cowardice. Yes. And and I love your analogy of a job. And I think it's a commitment. I think often we think it's a commitment on the day of the wedding day. And really it's a commitment every day. I do every day and I'm going to every day. And it's a commitment to be willing to go there with our partner and to care about what's happening in their lives and to work together because there's two people that mutually have needs and two people who need to both mutually work. That's what a marriage is. It's not one person over-functioning for another person so that they can be happy. It's two people working together so that they can build a life together, a good life together. And Holly, on that it's big work. It's good work. And it's hard work. But I just said to my husband a, a while ago, I said, we were laying in bed together. And I said to him, thank you for walking through that desert period. Because now we're on the other side of that desert. There may be more deserts to come. There, there There's life happens and there's sickness and, and all kinds of stuff. But Everything that we've learned until now has built a resilience in us that I am confident that whatever this next step looks like, this next stage, that we're going to do it together, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. And so that's what I find for my women too. As they work through learning better skills, they become more resilient. And I love that about the work that we do together. It equips them to be able to handle those life challenges. It builds an inner strength in them through both their faith, because their faith is important to them. And through that personal growth and the practices and the attitudes that they've learned, the mindset shifts that they've had, it frees them up to really actively pursue those hopes and dreams, those passions that that they have that's in them to do. And I think that's just such a beautiful experience and it's such a beautiful journey. And it's, it's such a gift that women take me on that journey with them to see them grow is so exciting. And to see them pursue those things that they were made to do 
and fulfill those areas in their life. It's just such an exciting journey, as I'm sure as well, Holly, in the coaching that you do as well. Absolutely. And by the way, I don't want to discard the fact that Kristen and her husband have been married for 20 years as well. Again, some more long-termers, which is, which I always like to celebrate because in a day and age when things are so easily discarded, it's an honor to see people that have been married a great amount of time and to maintain that commitment to one another, even though things get tough from time to time. And like you said, the desert is a lonely place and it's ugly and dry and sticking it out till you can get to the next oasis is such a blessing. I am. Um, By sure the way, I'm... Holly, Go ahead. can I just applaud the both of you because <laughs> being married for that amount of time, you present a model to the world that is not seen often or frequently. And some time ago, years ago, I went into a classroom of grade 12 students. And when I told them that I had been married, I think it was 35 years at that time, there was a collective gasp in the room. That was a while ago. Mm -hmm. There are very few models for our young people to see that there is a way to make marriage work and commitment work and be happy together. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many people out there and I'm not judging anyone. You you do whatever it is that fits for you. But the institution of marriage, I see so many people live together without making that commitment. And I suppose there's reasons for it, but I wonder what's underneath that fear or that distaste of that institution. Granted, not everybody probably has the, the perfect examples to follow many people are a result of broken homes and all the rest of it and my heart goes out to them but it's shouldn't hold you back from having the courage to try it yourself and to be good at it because I think inherently we all have that capability in us it's whether or not we have the fortitude and I do believe that people can dig deep and make those things work out. And it's, it's not just about marriage. It's about relationships in general, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure your communication skills transcend a lot of different pieces of your life where just by working on your marriage, you've been able to enhance other relationships because of the skills that you've acquired. And these are gifts that will be with you your entire life. I'm laughing on the inside, Holly, because my our children, our adult children who are now 40 and a little bit below that, but our learning those communication skills has been so essential for those relationships. And then with clients as well and learning more about who you are and the ability to be able to communicate has is has been so impactful for my work and for my business to be able to speak and to be able to work with people and to be able to listen, which I think is a lost skill. One of my absolute favorite quotes is by David Osberger. He says, being heard 
is so close to being loved that for the average person, they're almost indistinguishable. Mm. Just love that quote. Yeah, that's very good. And so that ability to be able to listen to each other and care for each other in the, our communication is so powerful for connection, which I believe is what communication and relationship is all about. It's to get to that connection. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to go back to something that you alluded to a little bit earlier around the skills and the approaches that people, especially women, learn while working with you in terms of how has how have you seen that help them in other areas of their lives? You you mentioned that they potentially go out and pursue something that they hadn't been thinking about or but how have you seen those skills in other people work their way into other parts of their lives outside of their marriage? Mm. I love this question, Kristen. I've seen women gain so much confidence that they stop that overfunctioning. They start asking for what they need and for what they want, really want, that impacts not only their marriages, but their relationship, particularly with their children, adult children, and in-laws and and those further out in their relationships, but it also impacts their work opportunities and their ability to be able to advance themselves at work because they can express those aspirations. They can ask for, because they know themselves really well, they know what they're good at. And that self-awareness piece is such an important part to what I do so that they can ask for what they're, what they need, but they can ask for what they want in their hopes and dreams. I had a a woman who uh, was going to apply for a job at McDonald's, which, which there's nothing wrong with, but then she, after when we're working together, she said, wait a minute. She said to herself, I said, wait a minute. Can, you can stretch higher. And so she did. She applied for something that was a little bit beyond her, and, but it was something she really wanted. And she got the job. And now she's had a promotion since then. She is just flying, soaring. And that's so exciting to me that she feels a sense of significance. I have women who are working in nonprofits. I have women who are working with children and impacting the world with the next generation. They love their kids and they love the parents. They're passionate about working with them, but the skills that they learn in, in our work together, they take that into the classroom and they're impacting their children with better communication skills. How powerful is that to impact the next generation with those beautiful communication skills? that's some of the change. She stops doubting herself. She finds her voice and she discovers more potential for her life. That's amazing. It's beautiful. At the, at the core of all of this, it's about making an impact in the world and leaving a legacy that lives long after you're gone. Exactly. And, that, that's why we call ourselves for better forever, Holly. Yes, Exactly. Whether it's through starting a business or taking up a nonprofit and doing work in the community, whether it's having better relationships with your children, whether it's having a long, loving marriage that sets an example for others and casts a shadow that's incredibly long 
know, it's about having the courage and having the courage and the encouragement to step in the world and be everything that you possibly can be and using having a life well lived for a good purpose. Yes, having a life well lived, having that legacy that you've passed on, all the good things that you've learned and the person that you become, because in the midst of it, we change and we can be like, we get better. Yeah. <laughs> like fine wine, we get better. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yes. I'm getting better like a fine wine all the time. <laughs> Just lay me on my side. <laughs> Oh, we're having a good time laughing here this afternoon. I love that. With that, if you were going to leave our listeners a couple tidbits of advice, what might that be? We believe that communication is the lifeblood of relationships. So that mindset shift that I need these communication skills, it's both a, it's a series of skills and that need to be practiced. They're not just told to you or read. They need to be practiced and applied. And then it's a series of healthy attitudes, like conflict is the doorway to intimacy. And that knowledge alone, it doesn't change anything, doesn't make us better until we apply. So we must make an effort to practice and to become better communicators so that we can connect more so we can connect deep more deeply. And with that better communication, it comes more understanding, more compassion, more care. When we understand each other, we just care more deeply about each other. And that's what we all want. We all want to be known and loved and understood, cared for. And so I, I have a, a, a tip. I want to give your people a journal exercise that I had to start doing and that I teach my women to do. It's an exercise to understand your emotions before you go into a pivotal conversation. So I started with that pivotal conversation that we had in our farm truck outside our favorite restaurant on a date night. And, but one of the things that I've recognized is that we need to manage emotions and check motives before we go into a pivotal conversation. These conversations often happen multiple times, not just once. So there is opportunity to prepare. And this is one way to prepare. And it's to sit with yourself and ask these questions. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What's troubling me right now? And what is it that I really want? And when you journal through those questions, sometimes you don't even need to have the pivotal conversation because you understand what's happening inside. But sometimes you need to go to the person and have the conversation. You're ready because you already know what it is that you're thinking. So you can communicate that, what you're feeling, what's troubling you, and you understand what it is that you really want. So you can actually make an ask for what it is that you want. And so I find that journal exercise helps me to manage my emotions and my clients. It helps them to manage their emotions. It also helps them to understand what is my motive here? Because once they go through that exercise, they know, okay, this, this is a really stinking motive and I need to shift. <laughs> I need to shift my attitude here. Or they recognize this is a good motive. I'm ready for this conversation. And that's a powerful exercise to get you ready for a pivotal conversation. Sounds really, some really good advice. And I 
really appreciate that. So if our listeners would like to reach out to you, get in touch, connect, how can they go about doing that? Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Ann Visser. I am at For Better Forever, and that's the number for better, number forever. And so you can reach me on my email, and at forbetterforever.com. I also have a free resource to share with your people. Can I do that, Holly? Yeah, you absolutely can. So this is to prepare for your next Pivotal Conversation. It's a free mini video course. It's perfect for the busy woman because they're short little videos. And it will help you get ready for that next pivotal conversation, not only with that exercise that I've just given you, there's more there to help you transform your conflicts into dialogues that actually will move the relationship forward. And I believe you're going to give the link for that as well. Yes, we will absolutely put the link in our show notes for anybody that wants to take advantage of that. So perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And I also have a weekly email. When you sign up for that mini course, you can also sign up for our free weekly newsletter. It's called the Tuesday Brew with Ann because I am a coffee snob. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. (laughs) Yeah, I think coffee and wine snobs, Kristen and I both qualify for those. So we're you're among kindred spirits here. It's all good. That's great. We'll get that into the show notes. And it's been a delight speaking with you and hearing some of your insights and what you're doing in the world to help lift up women and help them step into their full potential. So thank you. Keep doing a good, a good job at it. We all need better communication skills, whether it be in our marriages, other relationships. I have always said, Countries go to war over lack of communication. So it's important. So thank you for the good work you do. Thank you so much, Holly and Kristen, for having me on the Uplifting Women podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to see you. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to Uplifting Women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you. Please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.